I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Yeah, everyone has got to tune in for the West Coast feed at eight o'clock. And what is it on? Because a lot of people ask me. What do you mean what channel it's on? It's on Bravo, Kathy. Hey Brendan, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Wow. So in honor of Pride, we have a special bonus episode on our Patreon recapping the Marriage Equality March Roni season two, episode four. So check that out. It's funny because like that episode's actually like kind of anti-gay, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> we discussed it in the episode. But I, I do think like it, be, it being on the show, like was a big deal was at a big the time. Deal. Yeah, for sure. Yes, one thousand percent. Yeah. And before we get started, we also wanted to mention you get even more of us this week because we were a guest wow. on the podcast. Too old for TikTok. Yes, where we found out that Dan is too old for TikTok. Yeah, and Brendan famously is not since he spends hours. Most of my <laughs> life on TikTok. <laughs> Until TikTok is like pleading with him to go to sleep. Oh my God, whenever whenever that guy comes up and pleads with me to go to sleep, I'm like, it was nice to hear from you. Scroll <laughs> and I'm on to the next. <laughs> so we had a lot, of, a lot of fun there. Once again, check out Too Old for TikTok. Um, and then we, of course, every week have a pre-show. I dip into watching the New York City mayoral debate. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who was not in attendance in that debate was Barbara Kay, because you had to have like a certain reach a certain threshold of like poll numbers and funding. Mm-hmm. But we do have Barbara Kay mayoral news over here in the main episode. We have another Barbara Kay update. <laughs> I know we haven't had this in a while, but as of eleven thirty nine a.m. Page Six is reporting that ex-Roni star Barbara Kay drops out of the NYC mayoral race. The article says, former Roni star Barbara Kay is out of the running for now. (laughs) Kavavit, 55, dropped out of the New York City mayoral race on Thursday after a short five-month campaign. 
but teased that she is not giving up on politics. Quote, running for mayor has been one of the most fulfilling and rewarding experiences of my professional career. The former Democratic Party candidates hold page six on Thursday. Quote, there is so much work that lies ahead to rebuild New York City, and I'd like to see a qualified woman become the next year mayor of New York City, and that's why I'm endorsing Catherine Garcia. She added, but don't count me out. I'll run. I'll be running the same job in four years. She missed a word there. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, <laughs> she's I, I guess like already primarying Catherine Garcia. Should she win? I know she's literally already primarying the person that she's endorsing, yeah. which is very funny. Yeah. Um, the article doesn't say much beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have had. A, I will say. I was just going to say we have had a, a Barbara K update in a while, just because like I did not want to give this campaign too much air however right you and i have been sending back her random tweets for months yeah now. dan and i have been doing um on behalf of the come through queen community we've been doing private uh barbara k updates to each other <laughs> i think the most recent one i sent you was her little like video where she joked that her doctor told her to cut out wine yeah. and it was her like taking scissors to like <laughs> some wine while she was pouring into a glass, which is like a TikTok like thing. Yeah. I mean that like that content at least like is driving engagement and like has a purpose. So many, like there's been like tweets that are like, what are your favorite hashtag books? And like, (laughs) it's like has nothing to do with anything. And it's like, is this a campaign tweet? We've had like, Tweets. I responded summer on the bluff. You did? By Sonny Hostin. No. Oh my god. But <laughs> uh we've had tweets promoting the toolkit once again. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Like I I thought maybe she even had like unofficially without much fanfare. Um just like taking herself out. Shut down the campaign. Cause I mean I do believe that there is like there's gotta be like paperwork you gotta do. And in like this, in this statement that she wrote, she says, I want to thank my campaign staff, which Mm. I really want to see who is on her campaign staff. I feel like some of that's got to be like public information. Maybe. I think so. I would love to get. We'll do some digging. Let's get to the bottom of it. Wow. Um, Something that we will be getting to the bottom of relatively soon is a a word from Fallon from the Real Housewives of Atlanta is mm-hmm. sitting down with a YouTuber. Uh, I guess his channel is called Up and Adam. And the, they released a trailer. This will be premiering on uh, June 10th, so a week from when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And man, the drama. The trailer was edited in such a fun way (laughs) (laughs) that's made to like be so serious there's like a heartbeat involved Mm -hmm. in the trailer well fallon's the heart of real houses of atlanta is she (laughs) is she now (laughs) now i was not aware of this narrative that simon wanted her to do the show I think I kind of heard about that, like, through Reddit, but I don't know. I might be confusing that with uh, Terry Dubrow. Okay. Who knows? And, like, that puts the whole 
Bolo Trip Fallon going with Simon thing in a new light. Because, mm-hmm. like, originally I was like, oh, he's just, like, being controlling and, like, doesn't want her to, like, really participate and have fun. But it's like, oh, he's Peter Thomasing and wants to hold a peach? Or is it, like, classic, like, I want you to have this Kelsey Grammer mm. so that I can move on vibes? But, like, you have this and I'm moving on into To this? one of your co-stars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like also a lot of the chatter recently has been like, oh, like... Simon is really into like the notoriety of now being with Portia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, my first thought is I need to know more about this particular YouTuber. Is he somebody who makes a lot of like news? Does he like break press and like, like page six and all of that kind of thing? Because my initial thought with this is like, we're giving this interview to somebody kind of randomista mm. when wendy williams is right there oh yeah sure well and like wendy williams would have you sit down but wendy could be a little dangerous yeah i'm even thinking like this is something i also see like on like a heather mcdonald which is like a little more like high profile maybe yeah i mean his youtube page like some of his videos have tens of thousands of watches okay so like definitely bigger than uh our little channel here of course, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm not saying come here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but I'll. I'll probably tune in for a few minutes at the very least, and mm-hmm. if I'm engaged, stick around. If not, read a recap. I just like we haven't spent enough time with Fallon for me to know whether I like like her or not. You know. Sure. So maybe you'll finally make that determination. Maybe I will. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But speaking of other thing that was other things that were teased that will be coming out next week, um, <laughs> ABC News has created an original for Hulu called uh, "The Housewife and the Hustler," and this is uh, information about this is over at Variety.com. Um, the trials and tribulations of Erica Jane Girardi's Bravo's uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are now being examined in an ABC News original special for Hulu. The Housewife and the Hustler will premiere on the streaming service on June 14th. The teaser trailer for The Housewife and the Hustler, set to the furry song Glamorous, <laughs> indicates that Investigation's tone will be a departure from ABC News's recent highly praised series, Soul of a Nation, which examined black life in the United States. Sonny Hawson's a big part of that, by the way. <laughs> it all comes back to Sonny. <laughs> um, according to the press release, ABC News original goes inside the real-life drama facing the husband of the uh, RHOBH cast member Erica Jane and legal titan Tom Girardi. Once considered a crusader of justice, Girardi now stands accused of embezzling from victims he swore to protect. Uh, The Girardis who split in November when Erica filed for divorce are facing potentially disastrous legal problems after involuntary bankruptcy cases were filed against Tom and his law firm Girardi Keese in December 2020 after several lawsuits revealed that he had allegedly stolen millions of dollars from his clients. Wow. Um, So on this special, uh, we will have talking heads from the Los Angeles legal scene, including Chris Darden, who unsuccessfully prosecuted o- the O.J. Simpson murder. We'll also feature Real Housewives expert Heather McDonald. Okay, we just mentioned her. As well as Danielle Staub of the Real Housewives of New Jersey 
and Dana Wilkie, a former friend of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. With Chris Jarden and Dana Wilkie being in the same documentary, iconic. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The thing is, Dana Wilkie's inclusion makes some sense because I think a lot of her time has been spent trying to get to the bottom of things on the various Mm -hmm. housewife show. She like is the one that I really thought brought to the public's attention that Jen Shah like worked for like those Trump schools Mm -hmm. and whatever company that she's now involved in as well. Seems shady as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, her involvement makes sense. Although, like, it's funny because she had her own run-ins with the legal system. Right. With claims of fraud against her. Yeah. Um, the Danielle Staub thing is a stranger choice for me. Yeah, that's the strangest choice, I would say, of, like, the four talking heads we know about. Yeah. It, it's like, I guess, like, Danielle Staub has the expertise. Maybe... Dana like recommended Danielle Saab because I listened to a psychotic episode of (laughs) Danielle Saab's podcast recently where Dana Wilkie was the guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I maybe recommend you go listen to that. I'm actually really interested in the Chris Darden and the connection back, back to like Faye Resnick and then mm. Kyle Richards. Cause it all, it's all connected. It's all coming back to me. Wow. I mean, Chris Darden was played by uh, Sterling K Brown mm-hmm. in that, in that, uh, Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy thing where Faye Resnick was played by Connie Britton. Wow. And it all comes back to Connie as well. It does all come back to Connie. So, wow. Between Fallon sit down and Erica Jane's expose, we have a lot of homework ahead of us. I know. I wonder how long this will be. Like, I don't know. I feel like the rules like don't apply on streaming services. It could be like whatever they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, June 14th. We'll be tuning in. That's like truly a happy pride. That is a happy pride. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why don't we get into our Roni and Beverly Hills? Let's get to it. And these two episodes both had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, there's a lot going on in both episodes, and I feel like it's a we're in a very interesting time for these shows. Yeah, and I troll like Reddit and I troll like Facebook communities and I troll all those communities, and I feel like people are very split Ooh. about the way things are going on these shows. Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out I stumbled upon um, a Daily Beast article that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Kevin Fallon tweeted this. I, I believe he works at Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the article's called The Real Housewives is Turning Racism into Reality TV Spectacle. Um, it's written by a black woman, uh, Kendall Cunningham. So obviously, like, mm-hmm. very interested to read her perspective on all of this. Uh, so check out that article. And I thought that's a good, like, companion piece to these two episodes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but in Roni, we're picking it up with the Audrey Hepburn breakfast at Tiffany's dinner. Yeah. And the first thing I think about when I'm like watching this, 
Heather Thompson, I feel like this is where she's just disassociating and she's decided <laughs> she's already decided she's out. You think so? Yeah, I think so. She it's, it seemed like once people like left the table, I was kind of surprised to see her sticking around and like hanging out. Yeah, but they're not showing anything from her, which I guess like makes sense because she's not going to be around like long for this world, sure. but Still, I think, like, after that first attack, she maybe was, like, Ugh. Well, I could imagine, like, maybe she's, like, just talking about things, like, going on in her life and blah, 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 that if she had stuck around would have been included, but, like, why even mm-hmm. bother, you know? Right, Like, let's just right. put in what's relevant to the story of the other women. Right. So, yeah. So, we're getting a lot of conversation about, like, the fact that Leah talks about, quote-unquote, Sorry, mom, if you're listening, because my mom does sometimes mm. listen. Cocks and dicks mm. and like all of that, like just like casually. And Ramona has a problem with it. Yeah, it, there was an interesting but, juxtaposition, and I'm, I guess, a little surprised they included the photo of like Ramona posing in her lingerie with Leah that very same night. Yeah, exactly. And there's also like the juxtaposition with like everything Sonia has ever done. Mm-hmm. In front of Ramona. Yeah. Like, Sonia has, like, talked about sex in explicit ways and, like, done a, t- a ton of stuff in, like that Ramona has never had a problem with. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, Ramona targeting Leah in this way is weird to me, then targeting, like, Ebony later. It's just, like, all weird. I mean, Ramona and Leah just do have a strange relationship, mm-hmm. which is, like, the nature of their age difference. And they always talk about, like, this, like, mother-daughter comparison, yeah. which I get, but then I'm like, it's, y'all want that to be the case, but you actually just don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ramona storms off. Uh, Lou goes to bed early. Mm-hmm. So we, as we've said before, with this cast, like, if, if a few walk off, we're, we've got nothing. we're sitting at an empty table. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we wake up the next morning for like another action-packed day Mm -hmm. and i gotta say like compared to dallas they did like really put effort into keeping every day like busy busy yeah you know we're not like just fiddling with a hula hoop right exactly you know yeah even like them waking up though, it was like Heather was alone. Mm. Well, she's in the lower level. I know, but like Heather was like, like whereas like Leah and Ebony went to the back like mm. area and like sat on a bench together. Heather came and did her Keurig by herself. I don't know. Like I would like to see these women like gather around like the kitchen island with their coffee and like talk it out. I mean, you know, it felt as though Heather could have like so easily buddied up with leah and ebony i was expecting for her to walk out and like go hang out with them but she never did yeah because like to me she feels like their peers more than the other three women for sure one thousand percent but i mean like think about it she was attacked by leah from the jump so it's not i mean like she was like being like cordial the night before still sitting at the table and like talking yeah. to them but I, I don't think she's running to like go yeah. hang well I, I i think it was like maybe the episode before ebony did point out the fact 
that she did enjoy Heather when she met her. Cause like she was the mm-hmm. first of any of these women to actually like ask questions about her and like engage right. in like a two way conversation. Right. Yeah. So I feel like they could have had a shot. I know. I think, I think my theory is it was just like produced poorly. Mm. And I think, and we talked about last week, like, Heather shouldn't have done that podcast like right before jumping into the game. And then I think it would have been more natural for her to come back as Luann's friend. Okay. In a way, because I feel like Luann's like a, can like play that role as like the gal who's bringing someone back or whatever. Okay. Okay. And then that would have all like just flowed a little more naturally. Like Heather coming back as Ramona's friends. Mm. It's like, they hate each other (laughs) during their seasons. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're getting ready to go to lose, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And Ramona... Everyone's ready, but Leah and Ebony. Yeah, and Ramona's like giving Ebony in particular a hard time mm-hmm. being like, why do you have to like do all of this? And Ebony's like, well, it takes me a little bit longer like for X, Y, Z. Right, like she explains like... Like, as a black woman, it's a different process than, like, what you have to go through, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And I felt like Ramona wasn't getting it. And Heather was, like, trying to, like, diffuse mm-hmm. and, like, send Ramona back upstairs or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I think Heather went with the other girls because she didn't feel comfortable with, like, Leah. Yeah, of course, again. of course. Heather, Heather, like, throughout this episode showed what she, like what she could have brought to the season as like the observer listener mm-hmm. intermediary between all the women. There were a lot of moments where she could have stepped in more than she did. Mm-hmm. And it could have been like, it could have made the season better. I feel yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did love getting the timestamp that Ebony and Leah showed up 12 minutes after Ramona. It's like, that's not, I know that's like you could you guys could have even possibly left at the same time and just from like traffic Traffic lights or like weird stop signs arrived 12 minutes apart street lights people yeah um so we get to lose house and I do gotta say I love being in that house I need a full tour you want I need to see every single room you want the, the floor plan like how we got at Bolo's yeah, because, like, I love being in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. I love being in her little outdoor space. I know she has, like, a nice, like, suite that she renovated that was, like, on bravotv.com a couple years okay. ago. So I've got that, but I want every single room. Yeah, and I love getting the whole Haim band back together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Love n- love Nicole. Nicole Nadu. Nadu. Um, Victoria Della Victoria. Sex, and, of course, Luann. Now, if, now... It goes downhill with Lou throughout this episode, but like at at this point, it's like oh, like we're, we're like we're all having fun, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Garth, of course, is he tall or is he hot? That is the eternal question. <laughs> I asked that last week, yeah. and he's he's tall. He's, a, he's, he's tall. just a tall man. <laughs> I mean, like if you think about it, there was a tall man and there was a hot man in this episode. Oh yeah, but was that a hot gay man? He might have been. Yeah. I was just, like, getting, like, that vibe from, like, how he was interacting with them. I think, like, yeah, probably, like, a gay man might be more comfortable, like, swinging his yeah. 
whatever around. Like having Sonya Rita come like pull off the yeah the blanket. I mean, gay men like famously love sarongs. I think. sure, sure, sure. And I, I I think that's what they do in like Palm Springs. Never been, but I think there's like a lot of sarongs. I love that he was being brought in as like friend of Nicole and Victoria. Great. Let's give let's give Nicole an apple at this point. To be honest, I actually would have. We did get a touch of Leah interacting with Victoria and Nicole in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved more of that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Love a niece to the show. Niece. We don't see we don't see many nieces to the show. But like the you know what? I don't think Nicole Nadu has ever passed down like a scene on this show. Of course not. I mean, she was on another Bravo show. Oh yeah, The Work of Art. Yeah, she lives for the applause plus. Yeah. But like she, like she has shown up more than you probably think she has. Are you talking to me like I'm a fake fan? No, I'm talking to, like, our listeners. Okay, because I know when Nicole shows up, bitch. (laughs) Okay, okay, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow, okay, so beautiful art lessons. Um, Ramona just gets, like, tired of of drawing the dicks, so she just goes and, like, sits down and takes in the music. That's, like, me every day at, like, 5 p.m. (laughs) Tired of drawing dicks, so I go (laughs) listen to my music in the corner. Um... I love that that man was brought in for Sonia, but it, but it ended up being like Ramona who was feeling him. He reminded me of Court, uh, Luann's ex. Okay. From season three. Sure. He had Court energy. Mm-hmm. Like a little creepy, would kiss you on the lips if you didn't want oh, to. Oh no! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but painting is done. It's time to have Garth's lamb curry. Which sounds great. Sounds great. I'm not sure, like, presentation-wise, was looking like how I want it to look. Okay, so Dan is a lamb snob. Ooh, love lamb. Oh love lamb in tw- yeah, 2020 Dan loves lamb. Yeah. He loves killing little lamb chops oh and cutting God. them up. <laughs> Just kidding, he's going to cut this out. Um Dan loves lamb. He cooks a lot of it. So I'm sure he has a lot to say about this lamb curry. Yeah. No, actually I have not given that a shot yet, but like watching this, it's like, I think it's, I'm ready to, to take, to take it for a spin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so before we sit down for lamb curry though, I, that was when Leah had the breakdown of like, Oh, I'm like talking to my mom and things sound like they're getting worse. For the grandmother, yeah. For the grandmother. And Ramona comes in to try to support her, but like is making it worse. Is is not helpful. Yeah, yeah it's like Ebony, Leah, and then Ramona comes in is like like she says something along the lines of I know that your grandmother is like the only one you've ever felt a connection yes. to or like something really, really super dark like that. The only one who has ever loved you unconditionally. Yeah. And it's like Ramona is Ramona lacks empathy in terms of like she's just like narrating like her understanding of the situation in her head rather than thinking like what should I say that will make her feel better rather than like her own self-discovery of like what's trans in front of her. Yeah. It's almost like 
Ramona is almost in a lot of ways like a robot trying to figure out like human emotion. Yeah, a cyborg. And a cyborg trying to figure out human emotion and like always misfiring. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that's what happens on Westworld. I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm sure a scene just like this has transpired in Westworld. Or that movie AI wasn't a, wasn't Jude Law in yeah, AI. Yeah, I, I, I saw that movie. Hot, I liked it. Hot Robot. I saw that in theaters. Yeah, that was a hot moment for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now this is probably like so far of the season where we probably missed Dorinda the most. Oh, because Dorinda has gone through grief. Like, who better to talk about loss and grief than one Dorinda? And Dorinda. I mean, the grief counselor. <laughs> Could you imagine? There should be just like a button you can press. Yeah. If somebody's experiencing grief yeah. or about to go through grief and lose somebody, Dorinda, you hit a button, Dorinda pops it. But I think you and I can both agree that one of like Dorinda's most iconic moments was her journey with Carol. Uh, going with to London, to London. of course. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite episodes. We should do that as a <laughs> as a Patreon. After after saying we need to move on from New York episodes, yeah. we should do that. Yeah, one. yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought when Dorinda hits her head on the window in that episode, do you remember? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're trying to look at the window, and Dorinda doesn't see that the like window is closer than it is, and she hits her head. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I just feel like we could have used some Dorinda here. Now, I gotta say, like, after a rough couple episodes with Sonia Rita, I feel like Sonia is, like, hitting hitting her mark. Hitting a mark. And, like, it's better than most of yes, these women. Yes, yes. Like, she, yes. She's no, she knows when to, like, say something, and more importantly, when not to say something. I know something so <laughs> different than what we experienced in uh, the episode of season four we just watched, yeah. which we did on our Patreon. Exactly, she uh, is saying everything in the marriage equality, <laughs> and it also like in with Sonia in this scene. It also feels like she did a lot of work in between the actual filming and her confessionals mm. to like make sure she got her confessionals right for these scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's surprising, like, Leah and Sutton, both, like, from scene to confessional, still being on the same, on the same page. That they were on in the scene. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. There was no, like, self-reflection. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. So, the nitty-gritty. Were... It's hard to even, like... So, like, we're talking about the the D's and the C's and the P's and the everything, right? And then Leah mm-hmm. storms off because it's like she's just not in the right space to be going through all this. Yeah. And then Ramona's still talking about how um, it makes her feel uncomfortable and why she wishes Leah wouldn't do it. And then Lou tries to explain why Ramona feels this way and says how, Oh, we both grew up as like, we both like grew up Catholic and this, the education. And that is why um, she feels this way. So mm-hmm. uh, like Lou's point is, is like, Oh, like our education makes us 
think this is like not classy or something. Right. So Ebony like grabs onto the the education comment and say, "Well, mm-hmm. I am probably no, I she's like I am the most educated person here and like mm-hmm. I don't think that's a an excuse or a reason." Right. And then they push back and she's like, no, I Googled all of y'all. I am technically yes. the most educated person here. Yes. yes. And then she also like does the caveat. She goes, but it doesn't make me the smartest, mm-hmm. even though like we all know that she's probably the yeah, smartest. Yeah. And, and like, but like Lou doesn't even remember what she said. Lou decides to like see fire. Yeah. And set fire to the rain. It's like, I've never seen Lou this to use Lou's own word, actually angry, Mm -hmm. like without having like a substance in her, you know? Yeah. I mean, also like she doesn't really have much of a horse in this race. Cause it's like the Leah Ramona conflict. Right. That she's like inserting herself into. But remember her and Ramona have weirdly decided to be allies this season. Okay. Um, but like Luann doesn't remember exactly what she said, but Ebony is using her own words, using Mm -hmm. Luann's words to like make her point Mm -hmm. and it gets heated between everyone at the table, essentially other than like Heather and, uh, Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. And Luann then says like, oh, you're, you're angry. And that's where the conversation yeah. then turns into something else. Yeah. Which is like so interesting because first of all, like Luann, do you not know like this terminology? Yes. Like, I, I mean, I guess we, we know Luann's history of, sure. of everything that Luann has done, including blackface. I mean, like to, like to, to go through the blackface incident and, mm-hmm. and, she came out alive through it, which is... Su- well, Megan Kelly died. Yeah, which is surprising in and of itself. Um, but to, like, to be now stepping back into it, like, this messiness of, like, how, like how, how do you n- not know this, number one? And then number two, mm-hmm. as she's explaining to you, like you can't like cool down for a minute and like take that in. I know. No, I agree with you. It's like, I don't understand how Luann was so fired up in this moment. Yeah. And also like people have like talked about like comparing, for example, how Leah was talking and like yelling during the situation. Nobody ever like said she's so angry and all of that. And then like people were also uh, bringing up the example of like Aviva Drescher reminding people that she went to Vassar every two Mm -hmm, seconds. mm -hmm. And it's like, so like Ebony's totally getting like the short end of the stick when it comes to these women, because there's been so many examples of like women behaving either worse than her or like direct comparisons, like things that Ebony has said that like, she's getting like, drilled by these women for yeah it's classic um so we land with luann essentially like well 
Ebony's like, well, I like, well, Luann's like, this is my house and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I don't have to, like, Ebony's like, well, I, I could leave your house. And then Luann's mm-hmm. like, well, you should. Wild. And Ebony gets up to leave. And this is another thing where I was like, Heather, you should go with Ebony. Please. Mm. Like, stand up, do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Pay a, play a role here. Yeah. yeah. But it was surprising, at least, like, in um, the confessionals, like, how Sonia seemed to get what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, we know that, like, next week we're going to be deep diving and then Ebony's going back and talking to Leah about uh, what Luann said. Yeah. So there's still more to come, yeah. but I mean like Lu- Luann, like come the fuck on. Well, okay. So Luann on the night of the episode was live tweeting along and then tweeted some stuff kind of doubling down in terms of like education and, and like that conversation that she mm-hmm. then subsequently deleted those tweets. Right. So she still now, all these months later, like, is not backing off and is not coming out with an apology like Sutton. Right. And, like, that's bad. I mean, come on. It's really bad. Could you imagine? It's really bad. Yeah. So you and I were discussing this after the preview aired for next week how we are surprised and excited for the fight between Leah and Heather to be over voting. Yeah, because when the original season trailer aired, all we saw was basically um, Leah call Heather a Karen yeah. and then like, what did Heather say? Like, that's uncool. That's like not cool no, no, or no. whatever. She, she, she's like something, 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 like Leah's like something, something, something. And then Heather's like, not really. Oh, not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So to our delight, their fight is about voting. And the fact that Leah probably didn't vote in the 2020 election. I think this is pre-election. Right. But I mean, like, it's, she's sticking her heels in. So she, it sounds like she's planning on not voting oh, in the 2020 planning election. Planning on not voting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Was that where she landed? Or may, or could we be talking about the 2016 election? I mean, I could see Leah not voting in either. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm like dying to see what this conversation's about. But let's get to Beverly Hills, which, what an iconic episode of television. I cannot believe that we're in a place where Beverly Hills is actually, like, something that is exciting for me in 2021. I know. After so many, like, false starts, Uh we're finally, like, seemingly in a good season. Well, let's, let's not call it too soon. Um... Yeah, but, like, next week looks amazing, too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right? Like, if, if four good, great episodes of Beverly Hills in a row is, like... Is something. It's definitely something. <laughs> Given that we've had, we had one good episode of Atlanta this season. Yeah, yeah. But we're picking up with Sutton, Kyle, and Crystal. And mm-hmm. um, at this point, like, Kyle, who is not one to jump in, 
is jumping in a little bit, but like, I don't think making the greatest of points as she is chiming in, like she would have probably been better served just like either sitting back and watching or mm-hmm. maybe saying something else. <laughs> so she's trying to like explain like the point of view of like not seeing color yeah. and how that's like a generate generational thing or something stupid like that. Yeah. And it's like, we don't need that explanation right now. Like that's a stupid position, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a position that I think like the generation right before us was kind of like ingrained in terms of like, uh, that that view is like how you are not racist right so i right. so i think some but people it, have not like continued to think about racism in any other um mindset outside of that mm-hmm. which like let's keep thinking about it you know <laughs> it's literally so antiquated and like so stupid yeah. um but then we wake up in the morning. Well, well, no. Before we wake up in the morning, thinking about a lot of things. Some people are some people are not waking up in the morning. You know who, uh, who, who she reminds you? Me of? Who Kathy? You. Yeah, Kathy Hilton. This moment was actually me. Like, because this is what I was doing at our Sac Harbor house, refusing to go to go go to sleep, wandering from room to room. I wasn't really wandering from room to room. I wasn't like bugging anybody, but Jamie, my roommate, I would like walk into the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. With a fan in tow. <laughs> With a fan. No, I didn't have a fan. Unfortunately. I, do we think that the producers were like, Kathy, walk around a little bit. We need to get some shots of you. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. And. <laughs> The clip drinking a Red Bull at one a.m. The clip of her drinking the Red Bull, Red Bull, thinking it's a soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, how how did we not get her for all these years? I don't know. I don't know a better comedian <laughs> than Kathy Hilton, to be honest. Nobody in the comedy world, and I follow in like a lot of comedians. Nobody's doing it quite like her. With like the iPad, the newspapers, the chips. The six newspapers. In Kyle's bed. Like, why not just do it in your bed? And she can't even like see. Oh my God. I gotta say, this happens later in the episode. But putting the eardrops in the eyes. I did that once with Alex's eardrops. Ugh. Let me tell you, it feels like setting your eyes on fire. Set fire to the rain, baby. It's like a a terrible experience I would not wish upon anyone. I'm sorry that happened yeah, to you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, the fact that Kyle at that point also thought it might have been glue. <laughs> yeah. Which is scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, Kyle, like, it also makes me respect kyle in a way in terms of like these are your two sisters huh yeah you've been through some shit like you have seen a lot but like still it's like be interesting like them (laughs) no i mean she really came out of that 
upbringing <laughs> in one piece. Like the normal, yeah. the normal one. Yeah, yeah. So Kathy does not wake up in the morning. Sometimes I don't either. Like I think we have a an estimated eleven a.m. departure, and she's still asleep mm-hmm. at this point. Well, I could be able to do that. I even if I went to bed at two. No, I could not. Oh, you mean you could get up in time for the eleven a.m. depart departure? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you you could easily miss that departure time. Oh no, no. Even if I were up as late as she was that we saw, I I would be up and yeah. out in a house with a lot of people. Like I. Regardless, I'm going to wake you're, up. You're excited to like be with your friends. <laughs> exactly. That's what was happening in Sack Harbor. I was like going to bed so late, then waking up so early yeah. and like whatever. Um, I thought it was interesting how we get from, you know, Garcelle's like, oh, I would rather just like hang out and watch TV. And then I, I don't, I mean, it was Crystal was like, oh, what would, would you be watching? And she's like, oh, CNN, because we're so close to the election. And then yeah. we get into the Trump stuff with, Rena. Rena. And like number one, it's kind of surprising that like we have not talked about her and Trump at all. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised we even went into politics, but then I remembered a couple of seasons ago with the Kavanaugh stuff. Mm-hmm. And then but number two, I would think like after all this time, Rena's talking points on this would be a little bit better. Right. And Maybe. It was kind of like, oh. What did you think they should have been, though? Well, I, I feel like there already have been numerous contestants who were like, Trump did this, Trump did that, like, uh, accusations of him, like, things he said about, like, black cast members on the show. Do you think that, like, it was maybe because Celebrity Apprentice was different that, like, we didn't go into that? I don't know. I didn't like Claudia Jordan have stuff to say. I could be wrong. Did she? I feel like she did. Maybe. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And it was also like a signal to everyone that like all these women were not Trump supporters, mm-hmm. which was funny. Yeah. Although I wonder with like, wasn't Paris a Trump supporter? Was she? I thought so. I mean, Kathy might be a Trump supporter, but like, yeah, she's who knows? She's busy with her chips and Red Bull. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we go for this little train track bike riding thing. Which, let me tell you, I I, I think this might have been in the trailer, but I didn't notice it. But then while, when I was in upstate New York over Memorial Day weekend. I saw one of these track things with people on a, like a little bike thing. I was like, Oh my God, this looks like so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then lo and behold, days later, I'm seeing it on my television. Good. Should we go up there? I, I mean, it looks fun. Like I'm not sure what Sutton and Kyle were so afraid of. Cause you're just on a track. You're, yeah. You're not going to look like, I would imagine it would be difficult for that thing to come off the track. And you're surrounded by like, rock so it's not like you're up in the air where you could like tip over and fall from heaven or well i mean alex pointed out that like it looks like there might have been heights involved right and like heights and slopes and stuff i don't know like for me but like for me heights there's two different kinds of heights if i'm in heights and there's like say like something around me Mm -hmm. i don't mind 
And it seemed like there was like I don't think there was around. There. I don't think there was a. I don't think I, like what the wide shots looked a little bit more open air to me. But not like just the track and on itself, like going down a roller coaster. It was like uh, near the ground. Yeah. Um, I did love Crystal and Dorit's sisterhood during this. Oh, their competitive nature. Yeah, like wanting to like go fast. Love that. Would you want to go yeah, fast? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, it seemed like they were annoyed with like how long it took to get there and then come back. Like it ate up the whole day. Well, because these women only want to be there like for appearances and they don't want to like actually experience anything for yeah, real. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the downtime between that and the dinner, we had the thing with... Garcelle, which I do think it was a choice to bring up Paris mm-hmm. in that manner. Cause like, I feel like there has been a conversation of like, Oh, like granted, like Paris has done many, not great things. Right. But I do think like between like Paris and Brittany and like Courtney Stodden and blah, blah, blah. Like, Society has kind of been reevaluating how we like talked about those women. These women from that point, from that era, of time. yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was weird, like even disassociating from like that conversation you're talking yeah. about, just to do it in front of her mother. Well, exactly, like to say it to her mother and aunt is like, yeah. Like, I don't think what she was saying was anything crazy, but like to be saying it to her mom without being like without a, without the conversation being like oh you know it was so strange like your daughter like i would see this and i would think that like she was talking about paris as if like she is like someone on tv that she's watching yeah i think like it would be a different thing if it was like a conversation with like close friends and, like, this is something I've been thinking for a very long time that, like, now that we're, like, super close yeah. and, like, comfortable, like, I just wanted to, like, mention to you and, like, it's something that I learned about myself about, like, how I perceive mm-hmm. people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it's, like, you just got over your thing with yeah. Kyle, like, last week and now we're doing this. Yeah. That did seem weird yeah. to me. Yeah, it definitely felt weird. Um. Oh, we kind of glossed over the sit-down between Sutton and Crystal in the morning. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like Sutton went into it with the same mentality as Rena of like, we're good now, right? And then like... Uh (laughs) No, I mean, I think we learned in this episode that Sutton is a little bit more of wanting to be a victim than we originally expected. Mm -hmm. And she's not great at this, to be honest. Um, I felt like the conversation between her and Crystal, Crystal was doing so much work to make Sutton like feel, feel comfortable yeah, yeah. and like that sucks. And I mean, hopefully with Sutton's like apology that she issued, thank God, like one person in this entire franchise yeah. issues an apology, yeah. but like hopefully something comes from that. But like, it was not a good look on her when, when, Crystal has to jump through hoops to make you feel good that next morning. It's, it's just like so crazy. If I was in Sutton's shoes, I would like want to mm-hmm. sit back and just like, let me just take it in. And like, instead of trying to like fix it or like 
tell me I'm like right or okay or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just a lot to watch. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not great, but hopefully it'll get better. (laughs) You know, it's also like, I think there's this like bigger conversation of like, these shows are now putting one person of color on each existing franchise yeah. in a way that makes makes that person who joins these franchises have to do all the work to like make up for all the bad things that like their co-stars have done yeah. and are doing in a way that's like not fair. Well, that's actually why I'm glad Garcelle's also on the show and I'm curious to see how this carries forward being that Garcelle and Sutton are so close at this point, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like it, for it sure. would suck if it was literally only crystal and Sutton mm-hmm. and like the rest of the white women, but I'm glad we mm-hmm. also have Garcelle to like be in the mix in all of this. Right. And I think like, as we go into like talking about this dinner that happens, thankfully it's not like all the white women like rallying around Sutton mm-hmm. because like Sutton is like behaving Badly. Okay, this this dinner. First of all, I was like, "Wait, why? Why are the tables like spaced out like this? It's so stupid." I mean, can't we get these women into like a private room yeah. where they can like sit at a table together? A private room is that too much to ask? Even like, I'd prefer like let's like have a nice dinner back at the house. There's enough space. But in a way, it was like the circumstances made it funnier and, and like mm-hmm. opened up different conversations to take place. Sure. 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 And it's interesting that it was, it ended up being Kyle, Kathy and Garcelle at their own little table together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, can I talk about how this episode was kind of teased? Oh. So this episode, they released a clip mm. that was bottoms up. Oh yeah. 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 But it was bottoms up without any of the extra context. Yeah, yeah. So we were made to believe yeah. that these women were like shooting martini, yeah. uh, vodka martinis. And I was like, oh, this is like a different look for Beverly Hills. This is like interesting. This is weird. But in fact, it was the usual look for Beverly Hills in terms of like we're acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all but actors. At le- but at least this was like funny. Yeah, they're like good actors, fun actors. Yeah, yeah. And the the dynamics of everyone figuring out was like actually really fun. It was it was beautifully edited, produced, cut. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Evolution. Shout out to Evolution. Wow, wow, wow! Amazing work over there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I the dynamics of like everyone kind of being spaced out ended up being kind of fun for me. Oh, mm-hmm. but before we get to dinner. Rena and Garcelle being the first ones ready again, alone together and talking about the beam and the weather, the beams, <laughs> the beams, That's a good beam. It was a good beam. I, I saw it. It was a nice sturdy beam. I, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I am too. I think we need more of uh Garcelle and Rena randomly put together. <laughs> yes. See, like this is the magic of having eight people together. Mm-hmm. Is that we can like mix and match in different ways. Exactly. Like New York, come on, you're killing yeah. me. Like 
Victoria and, and Nicole should have been in the mix at, at the, the dinner at the table. Exactly. That would have been interesting. Wow. And throw the nude guy there too. Why not? Um, Why not? Okay. What else at the dinner? Um, okay. I feel like we haven't really touched on this much. The, <laughs> the editors or are finding every little juicy bit about Erica Jane that would mm-hmm. normally make no sense and have no context and be like on the cutting room floor and including it mm-hmm. here. And I mean, obviously in the previews were leading up to like the divorce um, announcement, but going into this trip, I pointed out last, during last week's episode, we like, she did that just like days after coming back from filming this. I know. So it's happy Halloween bitches. So it's funny having her talk about like, Oh, like he would get me Morton's every night. And what is Morton's? We know it's a steakhouse. Oh, I thought it was like fast food. No, Uh, no, no. no. But man, bottoms up having the time of my life. Also. Okay. We're talking about like when Sutton's like, Erica, like, right? As two Southern women, everyone thinks we're racist. And Erica's like, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't like Erica Jane, but I will give it to her for that. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely give it to her for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, it was a fun, weird dinner. And then once everyone started texting and mm. like the different signals, did you see Dorit's oh, like little like Iconic. pick up your phone? Yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh, your phone's in your bag. I got to say like, interestingly enough, as a Dorit super fan here, Dorit's kind of been like in the background these past few episodes. I think that's where we need her. I, well, you don't want like, but like, I think when you have eight people, people can go to the background, to the foreground. Mm-hmm. And, like everyone doesn't need to be in the, in the foreground all the time. Right. I mean, if Dorit's in the foreground, like, are we going to start investigating, like, whatever fraud is in her past? Wow. Uh, it was interesting, though, like, Dorit unnecessarily stepping in it in terms of being like, oh, like, I'm a, like, I'm a child of the world. Like, I'm a woman of the world. I've lived in every country. Like, I can, there's, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to list the countries I have not lived in. And therefore, like, I didn't know racism <laughs> existed. Right. But that was all a part of, like, her, she kind of likes, Dorit kind of likes going after Sutton. Mm-hmm. And that was all a part of her going after Sutton. I know, but it was like, kind of. She likes to have her mouse. It was like a misfire, though, I would say. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of misfires in Dorit's life. Yeah. I mean, we've seen her on this show. Yeah. Um. Okay, but then going, it's interesting that every time we're heading in the van, it's like the Fox Force 5 and then everyone else. I know. Like for both dinner and the go-karts. Yeah, I think in the go-karts, though, Kathy was... Oh, Kathy was not in there. there. She was at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Garcelle took it out. Yeah, they really... They send the rejects to, like, the other van. That's so sad. Especially, like, Kathy being in the other van on the way home was interesting, you know? Yeah, but Kathy and Crystal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But... So there's the whole confusion on the way home. Yes. Where... I like there's like the two different pranks going on and Crystal doesn't want Kathy to know that people know that she was doing a prank. Yes. So when Sutton starts to talk about it, Crystal kicks Sutton yes. 
and tries to whisper in her ear. Yes. But Sutton doesn't hear yeah. it. And those fragile legs cannot take a kick. I know. They they really are fragile. Yes. They, I mean, they are little, little, little legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like the psychotic break that Sutton has like walking back into the house was pretty iconic. And like Kyle, like Kyle having her grip on Sutton and like repeating, repeatedly yelling at her being like, you're acting really crazy. You need to stop. Okay. No, I'm not defending Sutton here, but that is that Kyle grip is a mean girl <laughs> is a mean girl move. It's like, have you ever been in a situation where you or maybe like get emotional in front of people or like something happens to you in front of people and you really just like want to like step away and be alone. But did she want to step away? It's, she was trying to like go down to oh, her room. I, I missed think. that. Okay. She should have done that. Yes. It's very much like Adrian Maloof. Someone's crying. Mm-hmm. Someone's crying. And like literally not defending uh Sutton here, but like sometimes like if you're being emotional, like, let me live and like go deal with it myself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But th- so then, like Crystal and Sutton get into it again. Yeah, yeah. The way Crystal, the way Crystal views these women, I feel like is like right on point, and like she is the Greek chorus. Greek chorus in like so many ways. It's so much fun having her. Yeah. For sure. And then her going back to her room to talk shit. And it's interesting seeing, so who's staying up late this time? It's Sutton. Kathy and Kyle. Kathy and Kyle. Yeah. It's, it's like, we've been dying for a late night crew for so long. Cause Mm -hmm. like, we've never had a late night crew. It's weird that Kyle has been part of the late night crew each night. Yeah. And Sutton as well. I guess Kyle has to be it by default because of Kathy. Mm, okay. But like Kathy wasn't part of the late night crew for the first night. Well, she was part of the after late yeah, night yeah. crew. <laughs> the late, late night. <laughs> um, and then like Sutton, tr- I, the big thing is Sutton is going to try to bring the jacket back to Crystal's well, room. Crystal's on the phone, phone talking shit. Naked. Naked. Which... <laughs> I think we're not, I mean, like, I know we got the narration of Crystal on the phone. Yeah. I think it's not actually, like, I think we're, I think we're doing a misdirect where, like, it might be much later and Sutton goes in while Crystal's actually asleep and naked. Who knows? But either way, Sutton going in while she's naked. Wow. But, like, to be completely nude asleep on, like, a girl's trip. Okay. What if I want to come and do Willy Wonka? (laughs) Knock, knock on the door. You don't just like barge in like an animal. No. I don't know. Everything goes on a on a house trip. <laughs> you you want to be doing? There's no privacy. You want to be doing Willy Wonka every day of your life. <laughs> I know. I really do. Okay, let's get over to the freak of the week and the one true queen. Okay. Okay. The freak this week is a very a frequent freak. <laughs> Yeah, these days, for sure. <laughs> One Bethany Frankel with the somewhat announcement slash rollout of her, of her new wine, Forever Young. And I use the word new in quotation marks because if you go to the Forever Young wine website, this has clearly been a wine that's been in production for, I 
think at least a decade at this point. Yeah, it won awards in 2014. So, um, <laughs> not sure what. And then all. Well, the other thing is like on the Forever Young website, there is no mention of Bethany. Right, and like sort of to like explain this, if you watch Big Shot with Bethany, mm. the last challenge was basically she was going to be shaking up the alcohol market one more time and like be like launching a new wine a new rosé and we got this announcement like on her instagram the other day basically like saying that she's going to be like she's still shaking up the market but then we figured out this wine's been in existence for years and years and years well the weird thing was that on the finale of the big shot with bethany we're not saying the name of the wine the bottles of wine are blurred out, so you can't see mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, I don't even think it's the same bottle. And interestingly enough, I think like the press release, like in page six or whatever, says that the rosé is not even available right now. It's like the Cabernet Sauvignon, um, the Sauvignon B, and like the Malbec are what's actually available. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, like this is the strangest part of it all, at least for me personally, is this past Friday. I randomly bought a few bottles of Forever Young wine as like a house guest gift. Your body knew. I just like the the Bethany energy just like attracted me to it. Can I can I just read her Instagram caption sure. because it is psychotic like now knowing that we know this wine has been around a while. Yeah. She said, "Can lightning in a bottle strike twice?" <laughs> I cracked the code in the spirits business once before. My Little Cocktail Baby was the fastest growing liquor brand in history at the time. I paved the way for so many other media personalities to launch their own cocktail brands and create a new category. And she goes on and on. And she says, I want to do it again with a new wine. I'm 50. (laughs) I feel great. And I, like you, want to be and feel forever young. Yes, yes, yes. In the world of wine, it's become all about marketing and price and no taste. Forever young wine is absolutely uh, superb. It's next level. Every note is delicious. Anyways, she's introducing this wine as her own, which I think is so wild. Well, I mean, you know, like I'm sure with so many of these celebrity wine lines, it's not like they're out in the field, like picking the grapes and stomping on them. Like I'm sure they're just partnering with someone, but like this rollout has been so messy. Number one should have been featured in the finale episode. Right. And number two, like, the wine's website should be referencing Bethany. If it, it's like a partnership, we should be re- revamping the website before this yes, goes live. Yes. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Maybe we needed DJ Nicole Rose after all. Cause I do think she would have like caught all, all of these little items. Yeah. She would have caught everything as, as for sure. I mean, Rose's in her name. So. <laughs> True. Good point. Points were made. Well, that's, the, that's the other funny thing. If you search Bethany Rose, it's all this contestant and not yep. the new wine. <laughs> Branding expert Bethany is not, Beth- as we know expert, now. Expert, expert. Wow. Okay, let's get to our one true queen. And this is, it was the uh, intro clip in this episode, but Kathy Hilton doing an Instagram live while the episode of Beverly Hills was airing on the East coast. 
That's beautiful. I mean, clearly no idea, like, when, like, the blackout times are in terms of, like, when you should be, like, distracting mm-hmm. from the program. And then having Kyle on as a guest and asking Kyle what channel the show is on. It's It truly is beautiful. <laughs> the way that Kathy goes to this world, I, like, I envy, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Wow. I mean, to think we, we're going to have a whole season with her, and it's like, she's clearly just doing this for fun. Like, mm-hmm. she's not trying to, like, make a name for herself or, like, build a business or... She barely knows she's here. <laughs> she, bar- she, bar- she doesn't know who Teddy Mellencamp is. Yeah, <laughs> has no idea who Teddy Mellencamp is. Like, she's just showing up and, like, playing yeah. along. Have, drinking a Red Bull, reading the newspaper, and we're enjoying it i know wow well what a week it has been um as we mentioned top of the show we have great patreon bonus content for you this week our pre-show has tons of stuff we talk about cruella um loved it and the bonus episode recapping once again season four episode two of roni the marriage equality walk walk go subscribe and celebrate pride with us recapping that episode um and just head to comethroughqueen.com for all things come through queen we were a guest on another podcast this week so you get even more of us than usual Mm -hmm. with the too old for tiktok podcast um we talk about the housewives on tiktok the iconic gia viral moment ramona viral moment from all stars and we figure out if we're too old for tiktok i'm not I probably am. Um, yeah. And I think that is probably it. So like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.